100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, Preservation Maryland is honored to present our contribution to the national efforts illuminating this important history, Ballot and Beyond. Hello, I'm Diana Bailey, Executive Director of the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. We're thrilled to partner with Preservation Maryland by expanding the Ballot and Beyond podcast project with stories of valiant Maryland women who worked for suffrage. In addition to featuring suffragists, several of these new podcasts also represent significant women whose historic contributions and achievements have led to their induction into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center is to add her story to history to tell our story in all aspects of our lives. We are especially concerned with representing the critical intersectionality of race and gender in the history of the suffrage movement. As new documentation comes to light, we are sharing the important contributions of African Americans and many other diverse women and men who sought equality, inclusion, and justice for all. Enjoy the podcast and continue to share their stories. This episode of Ballot and Beyond was contributed by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center, and it was read for you by Dr. Tina Scheller, Assistant Professor of Visual and Material Culture at Goucher College, with research and editing by Dr. Jean Baker, Professor Emerita at Goucher College. Here's the story of Emily Deutsch, a member of the Suffrage Army. Amelia Deutsch was a suffragist, lawyer, journalist, and political activist who participated in the famous Suffrage Army March from New York to Washington, D.C. in February 1913 as a war correspondent for a Baltimore newspaper. She was born in Baltimore in 1882 to Joanna Paul Dirch and Louis John Dirch, a well-known German-American lithographer. Amelia attended the Women's College of Baltimore, later known as Goucher College, from 1899 to 1903. Following her graduation from the Women's College, Amelia pursued legal studies at the University of Maryland School of Law. She graduated from law school in 1906, and in 1907 became only the second woman admitted to the Maryland State Bar. Due to the lack of opportunities for women in the legal profession in the early 20th century, Amelia was unable to find work as a lawyer. As a result, she decided to take advantage of her college journalism experience and found a job as a reporter for the Baltimore News. In February 1913, she joined the Suffrage Army March from New York to Washington, D.C. In keeping with the military theme, newspaper reporters covering the march, like Amelia, were known as quote, war correspondence. She filed daily reports from the Baltimore News of the progress of the suffrage army as its soldiers battled the bitter winter cold on their 230-mile hike to the nation's capital. Intent on bringing the cause of women's suffrage to 
to the nation's attention on the eve of the inauguration of President Woodrow Wilson, the small but proud army of women marched triumphantly into Washington on the last day of February. Amelia evoked both the glory and chaos of the suffrage army procession into the city in her February 28th dispatch for the Baltimore News. Amelia evoked both the glory and chaos of the suffrage army procession into the city in her February 28th dispatch for the Baltimore News. She wrote, quote, General Rosalie Jones headed the hikers and was flanked by Bugler Wend and Colonel Lemon. Following were the faithful army stretched across the street in a parallel line, their hiking sticks interlaced in their hands and their faces smiling and happy. They had not the appearance of a spick and span brigade for their garb gave mute testimony to the hardships they had endured. That they were known individually was apparent and the name of each member was caught up by the thousands of thousands and the cry of votes for women helped to swell the tumult. Incoming presidents have not received more clamorous applause than did the company of brown-clad women huddled in a little group forced to fight their way through veritable walls of shouting humanity for more than a mile of their historic hike. To prevent disruption of their column in the demonstration, generally Rosalie Jones and her tired comrades locked arms and in two lines clung together, moving only when police could clear the way for a short advance. In every block, they were halted repeatedly, the crowds greeting them everywhere with tempestuous demonstration. Men and women alike braved the horses' hoofs and chugging automobiles of the suffrage army escort to grasp the hand of the suffrage pilgrims." End quote. Amelia remained involved in the struggle for women's rights for many years, even after the passage of the 19th Amendment. She played an active role in the Maryland branch of the National Women's Party. During the 1930s, she also served as an associate and managing editor of Equal Rights, the weekly publication of the National Women's Party. She wrote numerous articles for Equal Rights on the important legal issues facing women in the 1920s and 1930s, and on the meetings, plans, and resolutions of the Maryland branch of the National Women's Party. Devoted to the cause of gender equality throughout her life, Amelia Dirch was remembered by her Goucher College classmates as a gentle warrior for women's rights. Following her death in June 1969, her classmates paid tribute to her understated but persuasive manner. They wrote in the Goucher Alumni Quarterly, quote, we never thought of her as a militant suffragist, for she was a good listener. Her reasonableness, so quiet and friendly, made friends who became converts, end quote. Thank you to our many Maryland's Heritage Center volunteers who researched, edited, and brought these stories to the community by reading these podcasts. Researchers and historians are always seeking information about women and their stories. Our efforts to find and document their contributions is ongoing. If you have letters, articles, memorabilia from your past or in your attic or basement, please share with us so that we can continue to fill in the unsung heroine stories for a richer understanding of Maryland women and their contributions to our history. To donate materials or to make a financial gift in support of this work, please visit 
ballotandbeyond.org. When you're there, you can also listen to biographies from Season 1 and see historic images and transcripts from each episode. If you're inspired by these remarkable women, please share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and students. And rate us on Apple Podcasts or head over to preservecast.org to make a donation. Thank you. Ballot and Beyond is a multimedia history project powered by Preservation Maryland and our award-winning podcast, PreserveCast. It's produced with financial support from Gallagher, Evelius, and Jones, Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. With a Heritage Fund grant from Preservation Maryland and the Maryland Historical Trust, Season 2 was researched, written, and read by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. <laughs>